Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that mop in the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up in one. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the year is this time spring training starting and uh, not only the Angels, but for all the teams. And we start our AOS preview with returning guest, uh, Martin Gallegos. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. Um, for people that don't know or maybe new to the podcast, he is the Oakland A's beat writer for MLB.com. We've had him on a couple of times. So uh, perfect guy to talk to with everything going on in Oakland. So let's get to it. First off, obviously, I kind of want to review what happened um, at, uh, last season, the short season. But the A's did end up winning the division last year um, in the AL West. What, in your eyes, did go went right for them? Um, well, I think... First and foremost, they had a really strong bullpen. Um, I think that was kind of what carried them throughout the year. I mean, you look at the offense, um, Matt Chapman was out for half the season, and Matt Olson kind of had a down year. Still had the power, but um, his, he was a sub-200 hitter. Um, and a lot of guys kind of up and down the lineup underperformed a little bit. Uh, the starting rotation was, was pretty good, um, with Frankie Montas leading the way for the first half, and you know, guys like Luzardo, Manaya chipping in. But I think overall the bullpen – uh, was a big strength with Liam Hendricks and Soria and Diekman in the back end kind of closing games. They were kind of shortening games once you got into the sixth, seventh inning against the A's. If you weren't, if you didn't have the lead, it was pretty much over. So I think that was big. So, you know, they lost uh, Hendricks and Soria, but they've added some bullpen pieces here recently, and they're feeling pretty good about that aspect of the game again. And you kind of mentioned it, Matt Olson struggling, batting under 200, but still with 14 um, home runs in the short season. Was there something... I don't know if he came out later. Was something health wrong, or was it just kind of one of those uh, aspects of having a short season where, you know, it just took takes a while to warm up, but by the time you warm up, the season's already over. Yeah, I think it was more of that. Um, you know, we actually talked to him today about that. No, he was completely healthy. It was just more, um, you know, he's got a kind of a weird. If you look at his swing, he's got one of the more unique swings in the game. It's weird. It's kind of awkward, and uh, there's a lot of mechanics that go into it. And I think he just felt that he kind of got, you know, a little bit too caught up in and trying to make little little uh, tinkers with it here and there during the season. And um, it kind of led to, you know, inconsistencies. He was still hitting home runs, but um, a lot of times, you know, his mechanics were a little off. And because of that, he was, um, you know, rolling balls over and not really, you know, uh, hitting like we used to see him. You know, he's, he's a guy who he thinks could hit around 260, 270. Um, oh, and, yeah. you know, to uh, sub 200, it was kind of, you know, odd for him. So um, he's worked on, you know, uh, this offseason trying to kind of, fix it uh with hitting coach jaron bush and he's coming into camp pretty confident and um he's looking to get back to the the numbers that he that he knows he can do in 2019 i mean he was like 30 30 plus homers 90 rbis he he's that type of player and you know he's looking to kind of prove that again 
Yeah, I know as Angel fans seeing, you know, obviously Oakland so much during the year, um, both Matts, Olsen and Chapman, when they come up and, and you know, clutch situations or, you know, runners on second and third kind of deal, as Angel fans, we always kind of hold our breath because we know uh, the, cap- the you know, what these guys are capable of in those situations. So when I looked at the numbers, that was kind of one of the things that popped out of me was his uh, high strikeout rate and his, and his batting average, but the, but the power was there, like you mentioned, 14 um, home runs. Another thing that happened last year too, and I saw this going through your Instagram, um, you called it like the Mars game, you know, with not only with it being like empty stadiums, but um, with the wildfires are going uh, through there and even up in Oregon, I believe. Um, how was that overall 2020 experience with, with no fans in the stands? It was crazy. I mean, it was definitely unique um, in a way. Uh, I feel like it was kind of cool to be a part of, you know, uh, obviously it's not cool everything that was happening in the year, but um, just kind of go through that and uh, be able to cover the game. It felt, you know, I felt really privileged. First of all, they let us cover it and, uh, you know, they kept us as safe as possible as they could with the COVID and everything. Um, but it was, it was weird. I mean, I, you saw, you know, against the Angels opening night when Matt Olson yeah. hit a walk-off and it was, it was dead silent. And you yeah. know, we're used to hearing the Coliseum go crazy when something like that happens. And it's just kind of them dogpiling each other and then just walk off and go into the clubhouse and, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you can hear, you know, little crickets in the, in the field. So um, it, it was it was definitely strange at times. It never felt, you know, n- normal, I would say. But, um, you know, we got through it as best as we could, just as the, the teams did. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes this year. But going back to 162-game season, I hope that at some point we could get, you know, fans into the stands and right. not have to do the whole uh, fake crowd noise because that, that got a little <laughs> weird at times for sure. Yeah, talking to some other people, some other writers, they they agree that the fake noise was kind of eerie. Just you you hear it, but then you look out and you're just wondering where it's coming from because there's no one there. Yeah. Um, another big thing that happened in, in 2020 was some rule changes. You know, obviously, um, seven inning double headers, uh, uh, runners on second base, uh, and extra innings, all that stuff. What were some of the reactions of some of the players on your end about some of those rule changes? Um, you know, I don't think they they. Uh... I think they expected it to affect them a little bit more than it actually did. I think as the season went along, they kind of just got used to it. And, and now, you know, going into this year, I mean, we've still kind of asked them about it. And um, I don't think they feel like it, you know, affects the game too much. Obviously, like some of the some of them, like the like, you know, starting the runner on, on second base, that, that one's kind of odd. But I think a lot of guys actually like that one. I think it brings kind of a little bit more excitement to the game. And, um, you know, obviously they're, they're trying to speed up games and, uh, you know, not have to go too many innings, but um, I think that overall, the, the the rule changes for the most part were were pretty well received from both the the players and I know Bob Melvin, the A's manager, um, pretty much you know liked all the rules and I you know he's a, he's a guy who you know he kind of borders on between the new school and old school stuff, but he he was he was all for all the all the recent changes that they made for last year. So I think it's been generally well received, at least you know on the A's side. So now we move up, you know, obviously the playoffs happen, um, transitions or transactions, sorry, this, this off season, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Some of the departures, um, Liam Hendricks, uh, Marcus Simeon, or some of the major ones that, that, that popped out right away. Um, out of all the guys that left, which ones do you think will hurt the team the most? Well, I think losing Marcus Simeon was definitely a blow in terms of, uh, just not only what he brought on offense, but. Um, what he did, what he meant to that clubhouse. He was one of the team leaders here and, uh, you know, a, a Bay Area guy. So he's a guy who was really well loved and well received in the community. Um, Liam Hendricks was dominant last year. So yeah. um, that that's a big loss as well. Um, but they feel like they, they did a good job in, in uh, replacing both of those guys with Elvis Andrews, who 
um, is was kind of like the Marcus Simeon of the Rangers in terms of just overall what both what he brings onto the field and in the clubhouse and the community. Um, he, he's a well-loved guy, you know, around baseball, and I think he's going to fit in well with this team here. He kind of had a down year last year, just like Simeon did, um, dealing with a back injury, Andrews was. But um, he's coming into camp healthy, and if he can get back to, you know, close to what he did in 2019, then there might not be too much of a drop-off from, you know, what the A's lost with Simeon. And, and as far as Hendricks, same thing with Rosenthal. He had a really good year last year, and if he can continue that success, you know, the A's feel like they, they didn't lose too much, uh, you know, losing Hendricks as long as they get, uh, you know, Trevor Rosenthal at his best. And adding guys like Romo and, and getting, bringing Yusmero Petit back and even Adam Kolarik from the Dodgers, um, they feel like their bullpen will be a real, real strength again. And obviously Mitch Moreland was announced today, and that, that, I think that's kind of an underrated move. That's a guy who has played in big games in the postseason, and, you know, he's gotten some big hits. He always killed the A's, so I mean, they're happy to have him. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's a guy, one of those pieces that, you know, when you're trying to make a deep playoff run, you need those type of guys who have been there before. And, uh, you know, a guy like Mitch Moreland, Sergio Romo, these guys have, you know, won World Series, so they, they know what it takes to win. What is going to be the, I guess, everyday role for Mitch Moreland? Is he going to be the DH for the A's, you think? Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I think he'll probably play mostly DH. You know, Matt Olson, you know, is a great defender. Moreland's right. also a great defender, but... um. I think he'll 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 play first base maybe here and there in case Olsen needs a day off, which is rare. But um, I think it'll be mostly DH and coming off the bench. You know, the A's like to you know do pl- platoons a lot, so um, you could see him. You know, at times maybe be, start off on the bench and you know later on in the game, Bob Miller might bring him on late late inning situation. They need a big hit um, facing a righty. You might you might see uh, Moreland enter the game. Now it seemed like a lot of these transitions or um, additions happened on on one single day like the mitch moreland got announced um the same day that the rosenthal got announced before that it didn't seem like the a's were doing a whole lot were they always kind of kind of just waiting to see what happens or were these signings kind of surprised to a lot of people you know i think i think it was a surprise in how quickly they came but i think uh if you go back to the start of the offseason um it was kind of expected i mean we all knew throughout baseball the free agency market was going to move a little slow this year and especially with the A's, I mean, they've always been a team that kind of, you know, lurks around and waits, you know, closer to spring training. And they're able to find these guys who have, you know, gone and signed and, and, and signed them for pretty cheap deals. And, uh, you know, it was no different this year. I mean, uh, you know, Rosenthal gets $11 million, but they get, you know, Moreland for $2 million, you know, Romo for a couple million. Um, they found these guys, you know, who uh, maybe kind of went under the radar a little bit in terms of, you know, interest. And um, they snatched them up and. Just like always, I mean, they, they find a way to, to build a team on a tight budget here, and um, I think they've set themselves up pretty well here. It's definitely changed. The vibe has changed with the team in the last couple of weeks with, with those signings. It started, I think it was on, like on Valentine's Day when they, started, when they signed Petit and uh, Romo, and that was kind of the start of the string of signings here. Then they signed, uh, like you said, Moreland and Rosenthal on the same day. So in the span of about a week, they kind of went from, you know, wondering are they going to be as good as last year to – feeling really good about this year and feeling like maybe they could even be better than, than last year, potentially. So those are the additions they had um, this uh, off season. Now going into 2021, um, what are some of the strengths and weaknesses of the A's from, that you can see right now? Obviously it's early in spring training. There's been no spring training games, but what do you see as a possible strength and weakness for the team? Yeah. Well, um, you know, having Matt Chapman back uh, for a full season, healthy, um, that definitely reinforces that that infield defense as one of the best infield defenses in the league. I think, you know, with Chapman and Olsen at the corners, Elvis Andrews being pretty sure-handed at shortstop. Um, they've got a pretty good defense there. 
Um, the lineup, I think, could be really good um, if, if guys are healthy. The bullpen is what I think, again, is going to be a real strength. I mean, they have so much, so many options that they can go to now. You know, side armors, guys who throw a little bit less velocity. And then at the back end, you're going to have guys like Diekman and Rosenthal who bring a little bit more, you know, higher velocity fastballs. So they're going to have a lot of different looks for, for opposing teams. And, you know, they've got a rotation that, um, you know, has a lot of potential. But, you know, still some question marks. I mean, Lazardo is really good, but he, you know, last year went through his rookie year and had some ups and downs. Um, he'll try to be more consistent this year. I think that's going to be a big piece of the rotation. If he can kind of step up and fulfill that, you know, potential that he's always had to be like a top of the line starter and fill that number one spot this year, then all of a sudden you're looking at a team with really not a whole lot of flaws here. Um, but I think, you know, you look at the bullpen uh, lineup pitching. I mean, overall, their roster is about as talented as it comes in the, in the ALS and it stacks up pretty well. Now, I was, you know, when I think of the A's, I think a good farm system. You, you talk about some of the names that are kind of homegrown um, through the organization. What is your um, opinion of what the A's um, farm system status is right now? Are they in good? Are they in good standing? Are they kind of where are they in your eyes? Yeah, well, I think they're kind of searching for that next wave of guys. You know, in the last few years, they've had a lot of guys come up. You know, Chapman, Olson, Lizardo, um, Sean Murphy, uh, AJ Puck is. Is getting close. Uh, Ramon Laureano has come up and contributed. So they've kind of had one wave of, of a young core that's now kind of making their mark in the majors, and they're kind of looking for the next wave of guys right now. Um, you know, they've drafted a, a kid named Tyler Soderstrom last year, first round, um, a local, kind of local kid, Northern California, and a lot of hype around him. He's actually with the club in big league camp this year as a non-roster invite and kind of just getting his feet wet, but um, he's a guy who they have high hopes for. They signed an international prospect, Robert Poisson, another, you know, I think 18 or 19-year-old shortstop uh, with a lot of promise. So they're kind of rebuilding the system right now. It's not as strong as it, as it was maybe as, a few years ago because all those guys have graduated for the majors. So now they're kind of, you know, waiting on the next younger group, younger core of guys to make their mark, move up the system, and eventually they'll be knocking on the door of a major league call-up as well. What's a player that you can almost guarantee will make uh, a debut this year for the Oakland A's? Um, as far as prospects, um, is see. there anyone? Because I know I know AJ yeah. Puck is kind of a guy that a lot of people are talking about, but he's already made a debut. But other than him, yeah. is there any other young guy that could could possibly see time this year? Yeah, well, they've got a guy, uh, an outfielder, um, Luis Barrera, who's had a he had a really good uh, showing at the alternate site last year for for the A's, um, an outfielder, left-handed hitting outfielder, and um, the A's need a, actually need a left-handed hitting outfielder right now. They're really right-handed heavy. And um, there's a chance one of those guys, he's one of those guys participating in camp who has a shot to make the team. It's kind of a long shot right now, but um, they're going to need a left-handed bat to kind of compliment Mark Canna out there in left field. And if he has a good showing in spring, he could, he could easily make the team. But if not, I think a guy like Luis Barrera, I think he's rated number eight uh, on the uh, A's prospect list on MLB.com. So um, he's, he's a guy who's, I think he's probably major league ready right now. He just kind of was waiting for that opportunity to show what he could do, but a really good hitter. Uh, good speed and pretty good defense. Not a whole lot of power, but he'll hit for a pretty good average. And the, I know the, the farm system really likes him a lot. What is the status of AJ Puck? Where do they? Where do you see the A's using him this year? Um, is he going to compete for a, uh, a rotation spot? Is he going to be brought out of the bullpen? Or where do you see him fitting in this year? Yeah, I think it's still kind of up in the air. I think that's going to be a big storyline here in camp as it opens up. You know, what what is the long-term status for him? Uh, I think... I think they would love for him to be a starter, um, you know, and maximize his potential. Uh, but 
as of right now, you know, they re-signed Mike Fires for a reason. You know, they want to have some pitching depth in case, you know, Puck isn't ready yet. Um, he's healthy in camp, which is a good sign uh, because he has dealt some, with some injuries recently. Um, the, the question will be, can he remain healthy for the full, for the full camp? And, um, you know, part, part of the, the thinking behind the A's, I think, is, you know, he could maybe possibly develop into a dominant, you know, reliever, maybe even a closer. You kind of look at him like a Josh Hader type who started out as a starter and then, you know, became a, a dominant closer right now. Um, maybe that's the route Puck takes. I think it's still kind of up in the air. I don't think they're, they're set either way if he's a starter or reliever. I think they're going to just wait and see how he, how he uh, holds up in camp and if he can show, you know, they, they're going to build him up to be a starter. Um, but we'll see um, how he holds up for camp, and then they'll kind of make a decision towards the end. What is a position battle that uh, fans, not only Oakland fans, but, you know, just uh, AOS fans should be looking at this spring training for, for the A's? I think second base, uh, that's really their only spot without a true starter there. Um, they've got a few guys, Chad Pinder and Tony Camper, utility guys who uh, could, you know, conceivably, you know, take up that spot. They could use it in a, in a platoon role like that as well. Uh, they also brought in Jed Lowry again um, on a minor league deal. And, uh, you know, the last time he was with the A's, he was an all-star a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And, um, you know, he didn't really play much with the Mets. He was dealing with some injuries. But if he's healthy and he could perform in camp, Maybe, you know, he, he takes over that second base job as well. He's going to have a really good chance. He knows how this organization runs. And um, I think Bob Melvin and, and the staff really likes him. And I, I know that he's a big uh, mentor for the younger guys on the team. So I think he'll have a good shot. But I think second base will be one to watch. There's, there's a few guys there, you know, in line for that spot. And not a real true uh, guy who you would say is the front runner right now. It's still, still a battle for sure. So I asked this question last season uh, during spring training, and it kind of got all blown up because of the COVID-shortened season. So um, I, I didn't really even bother to go back and check it. But in your eyes, uh, again, I'm not going to ask you to predict who wins the ALS because there's so many things that can happen. But what what do you feel that magic number is for whatever team wins the ALS? What's the win total you think it's going to be? You know, I, I still think it'll be in the 90s. I think uh... – Man, probably around 93, 94 again. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, a lot of these teams might beat up on each other. I mean, the, the A's and, a and Astros, I think, are really close. And I think the Angels uh, are going to be there as well. I mean, the one thing is with them, like always, every year the pitching will be enough. But uh, they've obviously got a dangerous offense. I mean, that lineup is, is scary. So, you know, they've made some additions to the, to the pitching side. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they make it a three-headed race. I know the A's and Astros for sure will contend. You look at the Mariners and Rangers, they're still maybe a couple years away from, from uh, truly contending. They're getting better, but um, still kind of rebuilding. So I think, you know, you look at the, a the, uh, the A's and Astros is kind of, kind of, you know, neck and neck right now, in my opinion. And I think 93, 94 wins, I think that, that will get the job done for first place. So I want to thank you, Martin, again for jumping on. Um, all our fans that are listening or even watching right now on our live stream, this is his Twitter. Um, definitely check him out. Martin J. Gallegos on Twitter for any A's update, especially when the uh, A's come to town or they're up in Oakland. One thing I wanted to ask you, because as you see on here, you are a uh, self-said uh, burrito enthusiast. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you real quick, best burrito around MLB. What city uh, has the best burritos? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I'm biased towards California, obviously, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the Bay Area. But, uh, you know, I was actually uh, last time I went to Anaheim, um, I found a spot close by uh, called, I think it was called Iguanas. They had a really good burrito there. So, uh, 
Check out iguana in, in the iguanas in the iguanas taqueria in Anaheim. They got pretty good burritos there. Is that something you try to check out every time you go to a different city? Is just like what place is uh, the local spot? Yeah, you know, unless it's like you know, I mean, if I'm like in the Midwest or something, it's kind of tough. You know, you're not going to find very many, <laughs> you know, Mexican food spots that you kind of can trust. But um, you know, most most spots, if there's a, if there's a place, I kind of do some research, maybe on Yelp or something, or ask some locals or some of the beat writers if they if they know a good spot and kind of kind of test that out see see how it stacks up to uh the california ones maybe you'll be out be able to get out and travel a little more this season and uh, check out some more places because i know you guys were probably uh you guys were home a lot just like yeah. the fans uh during the 2020 season when the team was on the road yeah that'd be great i'd love that <laughs> all right martin thank you very much for taking some time out and talking oakland a's with us um you know hopefully we run into each other again during the season get fans back in the stands who knows but i just want to thank you again for jumping on the, the podcast with me yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest releases, you can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go if you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchased before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what? More sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com slash sneakers today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB baseball. Bet online covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I would like to thank Martine again for dropping by and previewing the Oakland A's with us. Um, 
I, I love the fact that we can kind of reach out to these beat writers and people that have podcasts for other teams in the AL West and kind of get their opinion on, on their teams because they follow them just as closely as, you know, you or I would follow the Angels. So they definitely are in on position battles and how this team looks going into the next season. And it's always fun to kind of get their point of view, not only on the team they follow, but also on the Angels. Um, we're going to try to keep on going more and more as, as the weeks leading up to opening day um, come. Uh, so definitely keep a lookout for that. Just like pretty much any kind of uh, interview we do here at All Angels Podcast, you can watch it as it's being recorded. All you got to do is go to the All Angels Podcast YouTube page, uh, subscribe to that, set up the alarm so you know exactly when uh, we, these interviews will be going. And also, too, you can also follow us on our Instagram page, Halo underscore Haven, because I will post um, information there too, as far as when these interviews are coming or these videos are coming, so you have an idea of, of the time frame of we're doing this stuff. And like always, the interview uh, audioly and visually will be released the next day, so this is actually going to be coming out uh, Wednesday morning uh, on our All Angels podcast you, uh, YouTube page and our podcast page um, anywhere you get podcasts. So that's obviously Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, a Google Play, I think, was still going on. iHeartRadio is still there, too. So definitely check it out. And I, like I said before, help us spread the word. Um, baseball season is right around the corner. Help us kind of grow this into a bigger, better podcast, get more people um, connected to it, and kind of build that community because we are really looking forward to um, the season starting and, and getting to your questions, too. We kind of went away a little bit from – um, emails, but I want to get back into that. So if you have an email question, especially about the Oakland A's, because I will give you my thoughts of the Oakland A's on Thursday and anything that's going on angel related. So if you have anything that you want to put in about the A's, about the angels, um, please email us at all angels podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's all angels podcast at gmail.com there. We will read and, uh, react to your your question or comment or anything like that and again coming into the new season we are very looking forward to the season starting and we need your help to make this better so please 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 share this write a review rate it on itunes that also helps us a lot when it comes to kind of spreading the word so um that's kind of wrap it up for this episode of the all angels podcast i am daniel garcia and we'll talk to you later uh have a great night